listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk, Jono's edition, Danny Widler, what do we got? We'll be looking at the whole Suali'i situation. Oh, that's a big situation too, Michael. We were looking at uh, Widler's fake accounts on Twitter bagging me for writing a Gutherson <laughs> story. How do you do a fake account? You know how to do it. It's quite fair enough Teach too. me later. Footy Talk is back, the Journos edition. Adam Peacock alongside Michael Chamis from the Sydney Morning Herald. Great to see you, Michael. Oh, lovely to see you, Adam. In the flesh. And Danny Widler from Nine News. How are you, mate? Lovely to see you too, Adam. Yep. And you, Michael. What does he get an intro from where he's from? I don't get an intro. I said Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, right. Everybody knows where you're from, Chammy. No, everyone knows. They know where you're from. I said it. Did you? Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Danny from... gets special treatment around here. Oh, by the he's way. Got the throne. He's got the throne at the Nine office and he gets special treatment at Triple M. Just I don't ask for any of it. Codesports.com.au. I just thought I'd get that in because I've got yours in. I've got yours in as well. We've got Charlie from Listener as well over the desk too. Everyone gets a mention, but nothing tops the big story this week. Joseph Suali'i. So he's off to rugby, but after a couple of years, he's got a bit more rugby league to go. And that has just set everything off. Firstly, the opinions of, of you two guys, before we get into the detail of the story, what do you reckon? Should he go now or is he cool to go in a couple of years and go be a wallaby? I have no problem with Joseph going to rugby. Hmm. I, I put myself in his shoes and I think I, if I'm a 19-year-old kid and somebody has thrown six million bucks at me, which is pretty close to what it's going to be, um, and I've got a family where there's a, you know, I've got a big family, I'm the main breadwinner, I'm looking at it from a number of angles uh, and I'm thinking, okay, it's hard money to turn down. It's double what he could earn in rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposedly what he's always wanted to do. But he was a rugby kid uh, and he wants to be a rugby man. Do I care if he goes now or not? Look, I, I understand what, why people are angry if he stays in the game because when I watch Joseph play now, I can't help but associate another sport with him. But I'm also so what? I, I know, but I'm, I don't mind. I'm just saying I don't mind watching him play. Is it going to affect the amount of people watching our game? Is it going to affect the amount of people going to games? Just because we mentioned that he's going to rugby every time, what what actual impact it is, does it that don't, have? Well, it, it, it's a free ad for rugby, but we, isn't it? We know he's, he's signing. A, what, That's the ad right there. Whether we Michael, talk about Michael, he's it or now not. a the equivalent of a billboard for rugby union, and he will be, isn't he? Well, yeah. Like you think Joseph, you think rugby, mm. and. Do I have a problem with that? I, I want to see him play rugby league because I enjoy watching him play. And I will also watch him play rugby union. Yes, so I, I'm actually excited to see how he goes. I'm excited to follow his story. I like players who break the mould, who set new standards. He's not at that stand. He's not at the Sonny Bill Williams standard by a long way yet. I think comparisons there are premature. But in the next two years, if he – helps the Roosters win a comp in that time, which I think he has to do, um, then he becomes – he gets talked about that fairly in that in that sort of conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why people are so upset. Like if he goes over there and – People are upset because they don't like rugby and they don't – Yeah, but I don't like rugby either. I laugh at rugby all the time, but good luck to them. What do you laugh about? No, but like it's not, it's not a sport that I'm interested in, but it doesn't mean that I am – that I feel like he's done something wrong by the game. I, I get – Gus has been in rugby league for so long. It would, and we're 
dancing around the topic of Gus's comments the other night. He's rugby league through and through. And if he feels that way, good luck to him. Just the same as way as Trent Robinson's defending his player here. So I know, I know we're going to play the audio soon, but yeah. it, Gus, whether you think he's a dinosaur or he's been in the game, he, he loves rugby league and he meant what he said. Like, good luck to it. I, I think good on Gus for saying what he did. I don't agree with his opinion, but he's entitled to it. Well, here is Phil Gould v Trent Robinson, if you want to call it that. No, it was a ridiculous <laughs> comment. You know, that was a guy that's looking after another club and, yeah, ridiculous comment to say about Joey and, and what he would do. He can stick to his turf and we'll stick to ours and how we want to deal with it. And it showed a fair bit of fear for me about another code. You know, lots of players sign a year out. Coaches go between rugby union and rugby league, but to come out against Joey as a 19-year-old showed a fair bit of fear about the what the building is across the road for us. So I fear nothing and I fear no one, so I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Okay. Go, why do we need him here in the game in the next 18 months when every time he handles the ball, that's what commentators are going to be talking about? But why does that hurt the game? I think it, oh, I just, it is. It's, it's a competition between the codes. It's as simple as that. You can't get away from that fact. I don't care that Trent Robinson loves rugby. I don't love rugby. I don't even watch rugby. So I have no interest in it whatsoever. I think it's a kick in the guts for the Roosters. I really do. And I think they'll be quite upset about it. I'm just saying we don't need him. That was a uh, from Six Tackles with Gus, the, the podcast over at night. It's not as cool a name as Footy Talk, just quietly. But anyway, <laughs> can't win them all, Gus. My take on this is that rugby league is a village in terms of size. It's a big village and it's a happy village. And some people like Gus are very happy in living in a village. Rugby Union has a, it's a bigger town, if you want to put it that way. If you want to talk on, on this scale, like you look at a sport like football, for instance, or athletics, and that's a metropolis. But some people are happy with the village, but they get very annoyed when that village gets infiltrated, mm. when it feels like it shouldn't. It is so tribal, and Gus is a passionate guy about rugby league, and you get that, and there's probably no, no one who loves rugby league as much, or more, I should say. There's people who love it as much. But I just don't get the whole sniping of another code. It's competition. When you're right. allowed to do it. It's competition. It's, it's, it's another sport. Like you talked about the village, right? Mm. Uh, for, for a long time or for the last few years, it's been an empty village. Rugby has not been on the map. I know, I know yeah, you yeah. say it's a global game. Not but in Australia. Not in Australia. I'm, I'm talking about locally, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has, it's been largely ignored. Mm. Uh, it's been missing characters. And this is why Joseph is a threat because he is suddenly, like I said, he's a billboard. He's a face. He's a marketing tool. He is a fantastic athlete. He's going to be a very good player. He's very well spoken. He's very marketable. And I think I had a chat with um, the boss of rugby and he said that there's going to be more players come over. I don't know if we've got any of that audio to play as well. I think we do. Charlie's yeah. nodding. Here we go. You don't think it's a money-based decision? No, I don't think. I, I think the, the money's good. I think he's optimising his position for where he's at at the moment, but he's always dreamt of being a Waratah and a Wallaby. Do you believe that? Like, is that what he told you? Or do you? Or is that where have you got that from? He, he told me that. So I, I was really surprised when he said that... Hamish McLennan, yeah. that was uh, chair of Rugby Australia. And he said that he's always wanted to be a Waratah or a Wallaby. So he's a rugby kid, right? Hmm. Michael, why then... Did he take up an option to stay with the Roosters for another year? If that's okay, that's his dream. His dream is playing for the Waratahs. Had James Tedesco agreed to an extension by that point? Do you do you still yeah. feel that was part of it? Yeah, how does it this all intertwine? A week after James Tedesco's extended his contract, 
Is that a coincidence or are they related, Danny? But Joseph extended his deal. He took up an option. Yeah. He took up, he could have up said, an option. He could have said, okay, well, this is my opportunity. I'm not knocking him, but he could have just said, if I my true dream is Waratahs and Wallabies, see you Why later. can't he have two dreams? Yeah, you can have two dreams. That's, that's fair he enough. He thinks I need to win a premiership. I'll give myself a two-year two window, then go. Mm, okay, that's a good way uh, of thinking. Look, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not close to Joseph. I actually never have spoken to Joseph. But I'll say one thing about the NRL. Like, from an international point of view, the NRL's been – like, they look at the opportunities that rugby has, and the NRL's been the, the, its own worst enemy when it comes to growing the game on an international level. It's the NRL who's hamstrung the growth – Mm. of international rugby league because we are so, as you said, concerned about the village that when we start going outside the village, we don't care about that. And I, I went to the Rugby League World Cup uh, in England over the summer or their winter and I was getting off train at London. It was the same – I went to, I think it was Samoa, England semi-final. There was a match on at the same time, a rugby match, England and someone at Twickenham. Mm. And I'm telling you now, it, it was just all rugby jerseys everywhere. And there were, there were a lot of people at the league game, but they were all wearing rugby jerseys as well. Like this is – the following in England and in Europe around rugby union is so much bigger than what we have in league. And that's why I think a lot of people feel threatened by union because we know the NRL is the premier competition when it comes to an actual competition amongst clubs. Well, there, Trent there Robinson is no said com- that. There's no, there's no better rugby, rugby league, rugby union competition in the world than the no, NRL. And it's I hard agree. to disagree. People, but on an international level – Every time we take a step to try and grow the game, self-interest, which is so big in rugby league, takes over and we're so concerned about what happens within our game that we forget to grow the game internationally. Can I take you back to Joseph for a sec? Okay, I'm back to the dream of Waratah Wallaby. Why did he play for Samoa in the World Cup? Why isn't he playing for Samoa in, in rugby? Well, I, look, I, I don't think the dream is to play for the Waratahs. I don't think he cares about playing for okay, the Wallabies. Okay, but but Wallabies. But Wallabies. He was passionate and I, I really admired his passion for Samoa. And would he have been picked for Australia? He did, he did turn it down, didn't he? I think he would have been in the Australian squad. He would have been in the squad. But again, yeah. that's the, the the two dream thing. Like with some of the um, Pacifica players in the, in the NRL mm. who want to play Origin as well, who are proud of their heritage, their nation, but proud to be either New South Wales or Queensland. So yeah. it's along should, those lines, isn't I, it? I think he should be playing for Samoa rugby. Well, he doesn't earn the money. He doesn't leave, does he? No. Nah. He doesn't earn 1.6. So what's it about then? doesn't earn is another about, million or two in is endorsements. Is it about the money or is it about the dream? It's both. Or is it about it's everything? Both. There's yeah. no reason. Like you just said, mm. he's going to be the provider for his family. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing for a young it's man great. to be. Yeah, get to travel great. the world, see different places. I, I get the. I get it. And. Mm. If he can do it, good luck to you. But I don't think he's on the same level as a player as Sonny Bill was when he left the game. No, no, he's not because Sonny already had won, won a comp and he was dominating his first few seasons. You're, do you, I don't know if you're too young to remember, but <laughs> they were – you are, aren't you? Sorry. They were a sight to behold. Michael had just started high school, but he was shaving. <laughs> four, he was shaving. Shaving. I was 16. I was in my prime. I was in my prime. He shaved this morning. Look at him. Please. Don't be racist. <laughs> but he, like, he was a phenomenal – he was already a – like, but Joseph is getting there. Like, he can do some really good things and a lot can happen in two years. And I wonder whether in two years he'll still have the same desire to go. Has he seek counsel from Sonny Bill Williams about any of this? Don't know. 
I'd have to. I haven't asked Sonny about so, it. Well, I reckon that's your neck, yeah. Okay. The, com- the commentary him. around this, though, Danny, like there, there, there's been a little bit of talk that, oh, if you sign a, a deal with rugby, you should, you know, along the lines of what Gus said, if you sign a deal, then your deal with rugby league should be null and void. Well, that's illegal. But, well, <laughs> and and it's silly because, and I think Michael Carrianos on 360 said last night, all it's going to do is meant that Joseph Suwali, he would have made his decision but not signed the paper until 2024 yeah, when the rest right. of the season's over. Yeah. What about the other way around? What if the NRL said, if you leave our code, you can't come back. Ugh, please. No, I'm, I'm happy to have him back. I'm, I'm happy for him to come back. Mm. I am too, but I'm yeah. saying, wouldn't that be more effective as a deterrent than actually stopping stopping play? Or qu- well, you know what could, you know what could stop him coming back? The salary cap. Mm. <laughs> I know when Israel yeah. Folau wanted to come back, you know, there was salary cap issues. He was going to join Parramatta at one point, but they couldn't fit him in. And it would have been a really good marketing tool to say, look, well, he's he's back from wherever he was and now he's in Western Sydney and, look, let's let's watch him do his stuff, you know, it would have been. So are the Roosters angry? I think so, yeah. yeah With I think, who? With Joseph or his management? I think the negotiation has got them angry, yeah. yeah. Why? In what way? Well, they probably felt like they were going to keep him. I think they genuinely thought they were going to, or Nick Politis thought he was going to keep him mm. and he doesn't like losing a player. That's, that's stuck with him and it'll be interesting to see how he deals now with Isaac – Moses going down the track, I Ma- think. But he's got market value now. And the, the biggest deterrent for that rugby league could get rid of is the salary cap. Are they ever going to get rid of the salary cap? No, no. Nah. no. Clubs are going to. So this is going to continue clubs to happen. Is too strong. And it's all off the back of Eddie Jones coming back. Yeah. And I, I go back to the interview that Gus did with actually Eddie Jones, even though Gus hates rugby union. He sat down with Eddie Jones. <laughs> he likes Eddie, though. Yeah, he, he <laughs> likes Eddie. He sat there and he asked Eddie Jones, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, uh, who who do you admire in rugby league? And he went to, oh, Andrew Johns, we had a crack at him. And out of nowhere, he just went, oh, Cam Murray, he's a good player. Mm. And the look on Gus's face was like, oh, what? Current player? <laughs> You're not allowed to like current players. So there's going to be more. They're going to have be. a crack well, at I, I spoke to Hamish and he said that, uh, a, a player has already reached out to to him to yeah. come over to rugby, and I'm, I'd imagine be a, a good player. And he also talked about uh, rugby's aim is to reclaim what they've lost. So I guess that's those juniors, juniors, schoolboys who are playing league. Um, so there's going to be a few of those they're going to target. Is it as just well. a sugar hit? Like, well, I will. They watch, need something. I will watch the Wallabies. They need because I want to see how Joseph Swalley goes. Just like I watched and I really hadn't really watched NFL before, when Jared Hayne went over the 49ers, I actually went over and covered it, but I was interested in how the 49ers mm. went. Mm. But I don't watch the 49ers anymore. I don't watch the NFL anymore. Is, is there something similar with rugby that yes. once the sugar yeah. hit wears oh. off that people aren't – it's not going to have the impact that I, I, Australia has? I'm, again, I'm old enough to remember Wendell, yep. Lottie. Matty Rogers. Matty Rogers, mm. uh, those guys. and Andrew Walker. Yeah, Andrew Who Walker. And those those yeah. guys made me – we covered a lot of rugby back then. We watched a lot of rugby uh, and they were a thing. They were they were a road show mm. uh, watching those guys and, and you had to you had to turn up to cover them and you had to turn up to watch them. And it was around the back – around the time that we hosted the World Cup 2003. Yeah. Eddie was What's the coach, wasn't he? Eddie yeah. was the coach. What's happening in four years' time? Yeah. Eddie Jones is going to coach a Wallabies team. At a home World Cup. Mm. And the Lions are coming, so that's going to be yeah, exactly. an Guys, uh, Mitchell Pearce, Tigers, fair dinkum? Oh, I think that there was an approach from Benji Marshall uh, to just to suss out whether Mitchell was interested. I don't know if it went much further. I don't know how much money was actually talked or not. I don't know whether that was a thing. From my conversations, I've talked to one of his, um, his confidants who said that they 
hadn't talked money, that there was a, definitely a, a reach out there from the Tigers to see what whether a 34-year-old, I think is Mitchell Pierce is interested in coming back and saving the club where his father was a legend. Mm. Romantic story. I would have probably liked to have seen it happen four or five years ago. Oh, look, there was, a, there was a list committee meeting on Monday and the club- At would, the Tigers. At the Tigers. Yeah. Were you the, there? Yeah, I was in yeah. there. And the club Sharing was trying it. to work out what to do. Michael yeah. Hadjapintelis. <laughs> <laughs> Your mate. Don't start. You'll have a, a, a lawsuit to worry about. So- Rit. The, there was an there was an Chamis. Just I can't chance. work in these conditions. I'm professional. <laughs> the meeting took place on Monday where – and they started well, the going Tigers conditions it. you can't work in. Is that what you said at the board meeting? Yeah, the center I of can't work it's here. Not, it's not good it's enough. It's not good me. enough. I'm not, my haircut wasn't good enough. Listen, Danny. What's John Bateman doing? Get him wrestling more. About, can I punch through, Chammy? I don't the, see the here list. talking about the office that you have hang on. in eastern suburbs with, with Nick Politis, okay? Hang on. You're telling everybody about I've got a throne at work. <laughs> well, you do, and then you have an office at you Can you tell me where this throne is? Anyway, as I was saying before yes. Danny rudely interrupted, you're a bit too confident today, Danny. Get back to last week when you were all bandaged up. Concentrate, Michael. Get, sorry, get sorry, through sorry. what you're about to I'm say. Angry. Anyway, so the meeting took place and there were suggestions around halfback because the elephant in the room was Luke Brooks. Like, it's not working. Where do we go in the short term? Where do we go in the long term? And Mitchell Pierce's name came up and Benji made the call to Pierce to see, to gauge where, whether he's not he's interested in coming back to the Tigers. I actually like the idea of Mitchell Pierce for 18 months there are no halfbacks in the market. Clearly, Luke Brooks is not going to be there. Someone to come into the club and help that team because they look lost. Mm. And there are people at Tiger saying the orchestra isn't the problem, it's the conductor, right? You get someone in with Mitchell Pierce's experience, sure, he's 34, but he, he takes that team around the paddock and he gets them to a point where they can go to the market and find someone and fill a gap over the next 18 months. But the money that was suggested, 750000 if the Tigers threw that out there, they're kidding themselves. I, I would, I would think four hundred. That's to five, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four to five hundred to get yeah. Mitchell Pierce over. If they got that, I thought it'd be a good buy. But you pay seven fifty. We might it get doesn't him for make that. Anything. You might, but, <laughs> but it's probably going to take seven fifty to get him out of the south of France and to come over here and so, play for a club that's rebuilding. But what it takes to get Mitchell Pierce would be negligent from the Tigers. Pierce is on about five hundred, I think, um, playing over there. Mm. And he's loving it. Do they pay tax over there? I don't know, mate. Sorry. Do I look like a tax expert? Yeah, you do actually. Um, and so he's he's on about 500. He's got a calf injury. Uh, he's Ooh, heart, he's old heart man injury. In, well, he's not young. Yeah. He hasn't been playing a lot. He's enjoying life over there. He hasn't got the pressure. Remember the pressure that used to be on him? It was huge. Yeah. Imagine the pressure going to the basket case club who are running last, who can't win a game, who decide after a summer of training with – Brooks, Dewey. Oh, we need Mitchell Pierce. This is after what a month of footy. I, I think the biggest. Sorry. Adam. No, just one thing. <laughs> the big concern I would have thought is the fact that they sat down for a meeting on Monday, and we're now Thursday. <laughs> but the story came out. How many other clubs, and what they chat around a cup of pepperoni pizzas from Domino's <laughs> over a recruitment manager's um, <laughs> meeting. Does the story get out about who well, they're looking at? Well, it depends on what you start doing. Like we, we did the story during the week or last week about Clint Gutherson, which we'll get to later. But if you start ringing around for fullbacks, it's going to get out that you're shopping for a fullback. Yeah. Mm. It might be an internal conversation, but when other people start talking, inquiring or asking for someone's phone number or ringing Mitchell Pierce in the south of France, it's inevitably going to get out. So yeah. unless, you, unless these plans haven't come to life, you expect them to come out. Michael, do you think it's going to happen? 
No, I don't think it'll happen. No. I, I, Do you it's think? happening. The pro, they've reached out. I'm not denying that. But I don't think Mitchell Pearce ends up at the West Tigers. I don't think Catalans release him. And what are they going to give back in return? Luke Brooks? Do, do Catalans want Luke Brooks? But how – look, I think take, stepping back a little bit, how bad is it for the Tigers that they're doing this now? Like seriously, like this is well, a club. Well, I think it's bad for the Tigers. I think there is concerns around Tim Sheens. You asked me about six weeks ago before the season if I thought Benji and Sheens, there was an issue there. Mm. I don't think there's an issue personally, but I think there is a differing in differing of opinion in how to run the football team and what suits that football team. I think there have been arguments about players and whether they should be picked or dropped. I don't think they've seen eye to eye on that. And it's going to continue to happen. And unfortunately for Tim Sheens, the longer they lose, the more he loses mm. his power at that club. Like a Brisbane this weekend at Suncorp. Well, when do they win Saturday a game? Night. When do they win a game? Well, I th- they could, I they could upset Brisbane off a high last week of the derby. I wouldn't. They wouldn't. Would. But this, this has always been a five-year plan, guys, to get to the point where they're firing. The club's being patient, but I don't know. Mm. If they keep losing, this plan's going to take forever to, to execute. And I can't see both of them being there much beyond those two years if they fail to work together in the next two. Mm, but I mean, you talk about patience. I mean, are they really be, being patient? They're looking for a new halfback after a month. Well, they've been looking for a halfback for a while, to be fair. They were, why we did they, all knew why they, didn't chasing, they let Brooks go last year? They were chasing Mitchell Moses. <laughs> well, it's not a surprise that they're chasing a halfback. I just think we're looking at it now because Mitchell Pierce isn't in the calibre of, of Moses. Off to a break on footy talk. Uh, we've got Moses Suley, Dragons. Hey, look at that. They're on the rundown. Uh, Jack White and, and Gutho to talk about. <laughs> Guys, Moses Suli, who I, he was a manly player, loved him as a manly player, went to the Dragons, totally understand why he went to the Dragons because he got a big money upgrade. From what I hear, he's a really gentle, nice human being. Um, but he said this as a Dragons player earlier this week. We got the same manager. My manager uh, let me know that um, he was looking to come here. From what my manager said, he didn't want to come. Uh, he loved it over there mainly. But, yeah, I was in the same situation as well. Um, I didn't want to come here, but i got to do what's best for me and what's what's best for my footy. And, um, and yeah, I guess um, he's coming to do the same thing. So hopefully he comes, has a crack, and, yeah, hopefully he does well. He's talking about Viliami Fafida, uh, one of the two young props that have left Manly to the Dragons. Obviously Moses has gone there. But Eddie reckon the media manager's going listening to that and Moses goes, <laughs> I didn't want to come here. Well, mate. Oh, it's just a head scratcher, isn't it? I, I don't know exactly what he was trying to say. Maybe he was trying to say that he really liked the Manly Club and this is just an opportunity that presented itself. Yeah, they could give me the coin that I yeah, was going to get that, Maybe that, which is And look, enough. if that's what he was trying to say and just made an error in the way he said it, I can forgive that. That's uh, how but, I heard yeah, that. Yeah. But I do feel for the Dragons fans who, who would be sitting there going, okay, well, we're getting rid of our coach. Now one of our best players is saying, I don't really want to be here. And this next player who's going to be a best player and he's going to change a club. He doesn't want to be here either. Who else doesn't want to be here? Yeah, but it happens mm. a lot in rugby league. It, people don't admit it, but it happens a lot. Like what? Josh Reynolds didn't want to be at the West Tigers, but he went. Hang on. He, yeah, he got, Stephen Crichton doesn't he got want to well go. Paid. To, Stephen Crichton doesn't want to go to the Bulldogs, but he's going. Like it, there are a lot of guys who, for that reason, make changes because the salary cap pressures, they go mm. to other clubs. And I think Happy Coruscant didn't say, sound too keen <laughs> yeah, about the exactly. Tigers. Forgot about the Happy. Yeah. But he's, he's, putting in, he's putting in and Happy. Papa Lee didn't Papa want to Lee didn't want to go to the – like it happens. <laughs> he didn't say it the way he wanted to. He yeah. intended it to come out. He, he, he meant I loved my time at Manly. Mm. I wish I could have stayed there, but wasn't working out. I had a big offer here and I came. He didn't go to the Dragons because he wanted to play for the Dragons. When you're Sorry. doing interviews like that and you get a golden line, which for a journalist, if a player says that, you're like, oh, you beauty. 
You walk away. Yeah, See yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah. That'll do me. <laughs> but what? 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 No, does ever a media manager or a coach who might have heard about it before you've published go, yes. mate, can you not? Yeah? Yeah, it happens. It and happens. What, do you, what do you say? Well, when it's in a situation, that was a press conference. Yeah. So you can't really say, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just put that to one side. If it's in a one-on-one interview and the player reaches out and says, listen, I really stuffed that up and, you know, you, you'd consider it obviously. Mm. But – that was a press conference, so that was available to everybody. So unless the entire media were going to say, no, Everyone we'll, plays along. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do it, you run it. And uh, it, it's not the worst thing we've heard. Mm. I mean, it was a few weeks ago what Royce Hunt said that um, Corey Horser is a weak-gutted dog person. Didn't and, say person. Oh, sorry, person. Didn't say the person part. But he said that and, you know, I don't think that – I don't think Craig Fitzgibbon was thrilled with that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind if if it's personal. I don't know about you, Danny, but if it's personal and like I, I had wrote the story at the start of the year about Cody Ramsey being basically his season over. Mm. Yeah, uh, health issues. With, with health yep. issues and there was talk around whether or not it's career ending and there was a lot of attention on the fact that it was going to be the, his, his career over. Mm. But the club didn't want to, that getting out in, that message getting out that Cody Ramsey was stuffed. Mm. And there was a, they asked can you please not point it in that direction that it's that it's because he doesn't believe that it's over and Cody Ramsey still doesn't believe his career is over. So when it's something personal like that, you're happy to oblige. Mm. But if the guy said what he did talking about footy, then oh, you're, yeah, you're always working with the people you're talking to, mm. and often they will often you'll lose a story because they'll say, oh, "I really don't want to say that now." Yeah, how many do you have to spot? Oh, it happens weekly, I think. Yeah, yeah. weekly people go back on their opinions. Mm. You, you write a not in Sunday, a press conference though. If no, it's a one-on-one no, conversation, like yeah. A yeah. Sunday column, like I'll get a, a great lead, and Saturday afternoon, a person might ring and say, "Well, listen, I really can't afford to say that now." Mm. And you go, "Well, you've said <laughs> it. Thank you, but all right, I get it because you've got to play the long game. I don't know if that's the next time. Yeah, there's always another time. So yeah. there's always another story. With with Sully and the Dragons, I think there's an issue. It's highlighted the issue around the management. Mm-hmm. So Mario Tartax's agent, Mario Tartax's agent, who has long had a, a very good relationship with Scott Fulton at Manly, and a lot of those kids, a lot of the Polynesian guys who've come from Westfield Sports and Western Sydney, mm. have come through Mario, and that relationship with Scott Fulton. He's brought them across to. to well, Manly. they haven't all come through Mario. I think that some of those people have been recommended Reco- to go well, to Mario to after. Go to That's right. After they arrive in Manly. That's right. So that relationship is very strong. Now, new CEO Tony Mestrov's come in, and that relationship between Mestrov and Tartak, it's it's rocky to say the least. Mm. So Mario's now, mo- well, well, Mario's now moving his clients to other clubs, and where there's a lot of talk about Hamoli Olakowatu and whether or not mm. he's going to be leaving Man. He's also managed by Tartak, and Tartak has a stronghold of the Dragons with Bud Sullivan, uh, Junior Ramon. Uh, he's got Moses Suli, as we know as well. Did he have Fainu, the, hook, yes. the young hooker, Manasi yes, Fainu? He did. So Manly stood by that kid yeah. for two years. Yeah. And just because there's a personnel change inside the football club, all the marbles well, I think all the marbles a, I think there's a – I toys. think Manly are trying to say, we run this place, you don't. Which is pretty well, much close to the mark. And Manly – and Mestrov went on the record the other day saying, we're not going to release him. They've obviously – they obviously have released him now. So there's a power play at Manly. Yeah. And how that plays for the, the current players that are at the club, time will tell. But there's no doubt – there is how, a, how does it play for Scott Fulton as well? Well, yeah, how it plays for Scott Fulton, yeah. whether or not he gets caught in the we've, crossfires. We've already seen Manly uh, have conflict with the Fulton family with, through Mestrov. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that took part last year. 
I don't know whether there's going to be further conflict if that's what the way you're seeing things unfold. Um, yeah, well, didn't 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 they remove Christy Fulton from her role correct. as well, the club, correct? As an admin role, correct. Mm. So then that's that's a, a big game at Manly. That's a big game when you start doing that. And high stakes with guys like Ola Kawatu as well. Massive. Right? Yeah. Massive. Oh, I can see another doorstop with Scott Penn and Danny in the car park. <laughs> I think he's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go do a doorstop with him over yeah, there. They fly me. Go on. Jack Whiten uh, hitting the open market. And I, I read this story and I had to reread it because I went, this is very un-rugby league. It's all very civil. It's all very mature. <laughs> it's Jack wants to test himself at the back end of his career in the open market. And Canberra have gone, you know what, Jack? You've given us great service. And yeah, you've had a few issues along the way, but seeing you've asked nicely, why not? I don't but know. We're, if it's, we're here there for, for you. Public, That's how I read it, but it's not it actually happening. In yeah, I, don't know, like I don't know if it's that friendly. Yeah. I, I think they understand where he's coming from, but I also think that the the opinion of Canberra is we've done a lot for you, Jack, yeah. um, a lot off the field for you, and we probably expect some further loyalty. And like, there's not. It's not like it's a bad option for him to take up. I think it's around a million bucks. It's over, it's over a million, yeah. Which at Canberra. At Canberra. At Canberra. To I don't stay. know gets Cost of living down else. there as well is exceptional as opposed uh, to the rest of the country. Well, talk us through it, mate. I, don't, I haven't spent enough time in well, Canberra to – We'll have a look either. at the rent prices in Canberra as opposed uh, to the rent prices how, in your part how, of the world. How much is the coffee in Canberra? It uh, wouldn't be $4.90 it what it is downstairs here. <laughs> the map on domain on, on his website doesn't go outside the eastern suburbs. He doesn't even know where Canberra is this place. I know where Canberra is, don't worry. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that, yeah, to say it's hunky-dory may not be quite the case because I do think that they they feel like – now, Jack's spent a lot of time there, a lot of – They've seen, a, they've seen a lot there with Jack. Mm. Uh, he's had, he always, he hasn't always had the smoothest off-field time uh, and Canberra no. supported him through a lot of that. But I guess in the end, they're powerless, aren't they? they they've got to treat him with Well, with, they, they've got no with, choice. With, with kindness. The option says he has until, what, round 10 to take it up? So he's a free I, agent. I don't know. I think it's earlier than that. Earlier than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – is there? Is it right to say that his partner is from Queensland and she's Correct. looking to potentially go back? Uh, I don't know if she wants to go back, but I think that Queensland has appeal. The club that keeps getting mentioned to me is the Dolphins. Oh, I think it's – I feel a little bit for Canberra in this, but I, I don't know whether Jack's being greedy. I think that he rather is at the stage in life where he's going, is there anything else out there? Should I experience something else in rugby league? Uh, maybe – at the back of all that is maybe he wants to, he's desperate to win a comp. I don't know, but I don't know if he wins a comp at the Dolphins in the next three no. years. Mm. Maybe he just doesn't want to put eighteen layers on in July. Or he, <laughs> yeah, potentially <laughs> to dress yeah. himself each morning. Potentially, right. I was just curious, see what's out there. Yeah, because the, the the play will then be to extend him if he's got interest from the Dolphins and the Titans. Then he can go back to Canberra and say, "I've got X, Y, Z on the table." What say you? What's what's he worth? I, mean, I think I think a million bucks is great money for him at Canberra. I think it's great money. I don't know if you pay him that much anywhere else. Like you'll get a desperate. But he'll club. get more if that's if he's going to leave. Oh, but how many? It's a lot of money for a guy who just. Well, how many finals? How many? How many final series has he taken him to? What maybe four? Yeah, he's won Christchurch medal. Oh, I know, but like, he's a good player. He can win games. Is he a one point two player? I don't know. Well, Mitchell, Mitchell Moses is a one point two. Put it this way: this is the value so. I put on him. <laughs> maybe he is. I've still got the shits that he didn't play in that last Origin game last year oh, because he would have made the yeah. difference. He's a, no, good he's a good player. player. He's a good player. All I just don't apologies know. Apologies to Queensland. You would have lost. <laughs> 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 he's he's big. He's aggressive. He can kick. 
is he a five eight? Is he a centre? I don't know, but I I think that a million bucks is good money for Jack is he, White. Is he a fullback? Can we get in the Parramatta? I or don't what? know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you like um, that segue? I was oh, working oh, lovely. You, like you should host You've done the show. Before, yeah, I'm trying to host it actually. Yeah, anyway, look out, look back. out, Adam. I might be away in a couple of weeks. I haven't told Charlie yet, no. but. Or I might be not after. You can go on holiday. You might not get your job back. Um, <laughs> it's a media. Th- this fullback chase with Para, uh, yeah, all the talk about it. Well, what are they doing? What, you, you're crazy. How's Gutho taking it? Any word? Yeah, I think Gutho's fine. I think Gutho has been part of these conversations for a while and then when the conversation happened recently, he understands. And I look, when I, when I wrote this story on, on Sunday, there was a lot of – Confusion around what it actually meant and people thinking, oh, they're pushing Gutho out the door. I'm confused. Well, you're always confused. There's a lot of confusion around whether they're pushing Gutho out the door. That's why he has a throne, <laughs> thinking seat. <laughs> this is the Game of Thrones. I'm coming for you, Daenerys. Um, anyway, what was I saying before you rudely interrupted? So yeah, confused. I think with Gutho, he understands that the club has reached a point where they've probably reached their ceiling. They made the grand final last year. He's got another two more years after this year on contract. And the conversation has been had with Brad about the short term and the long term. In the short term, there there is no doubt they're lacking some oomph off the bench, some spark. And if they manage to get someone who could come on the field at certain stages of the game and play fullback and potentially move Gutho to the center. And the the elephant in the room is Wanga Blake because there's concerns around Wanga Blake, especially defensively. So if you can go on and solve that problem and bring someone maybe like a Jaden Campbell, not saying that's who they'll end up with because I don't Mm. think the Titans... We'll let him go. But it's something worth considering. So the conversation's been had because eventually they will start shopping for someone and it'll get out, which it has. But also long-term, Gutho, if there is – November 1 comes around and there is a gun fullback on the market, which there may well be. Joey Manu is still a free agent come November 1 if he's, if he's not re-signed. That Dylan Edwards happen. is available <laughs> November 1 Nick ain't losing well. two in a row. <laughs> no, he's no not chance. losing Joey Manu. But, that, but those conversations at, at Parramatta, as they should be, are being had about what's our – plan going forward, and also longevity with Gutho, whether or not his best position and to, you know, to lengthen his career is to move to the centres. So I, I don't see an issue with Parramatta having that conversation. I want to know, Michael, like, the talk around Gutho has been around for a couple of years. What whether, talk? Whether he's got the X factor that you talk about. Mm. But I want to know whether it was Gutho who said to Brad, look, I want you to – I'm prepared to move, I'm prepared to do anything, I'm prepared to do anything you want for the team. Or was it Brad who sat Gutho down and said, listen, we need a we need more spark from fullback? There's there's mixed messaging around where who actually initiated the conversation, but to suggest it was one conversation. Well, the talk's been going for a couple of years, yeah, I believe. Talks, and yeah. I'm sure Brad and Gutho have had many a conversation about the makeup of the team. This conversation was around, okay, we've had we've we've discussed this internally for a while now. Mm. How do you feel about us actually going out there and doing it? Mm. Now, Phil Gould said 100% footy. He believes it's the other way around. Mm. Now, Gus is close to Sam Ayew who manages. I've had it explained to me it was the other way around too. Regardless, I don't think it's it's the issue in this. Probably matters to Gutho though because Gutho, I I think he's Parramatta's best player. You might not agree. No, I I, I think he is too. I think he consistently, he's been a phenomenal player for, for Parramatta and he deserves the utmost respect. So I would have thought that – and I also know him a little bit and he seems like the sort of guy who is a team first person. But do you think Gutho's upset? No, I don't, I'm not saying he's upset. I'm yeah. just saying I think that he would have been a big enough person to say to to Brad, um, I'm prepared to do 
what you need. I'm prepared to do what it takes to make this a better team. That's how I see it. Yeah. But you, you I, might see it differently. No, no, I, I think it's part of it for sure. I think as Gutho showed that he's selfless and Gutho's effort and commitment into that team. He's phenomenal. He's, no, it's incredible. What and about he how had, he tackled Jane Fisher-Harris the other last weekend on the line after he did that great yeah. uh, – that's – Putting your body on the line and an incredible dedication to yeah. that team. He does that every week. Incredible. Oh, he, he, yeah, he does. And if he had the skill of some of the top fullbacks in the game matched with his effort, it'd be, he would be an unbelievable. He's, he's not a top. I, th- I think four, he's got the top skill. Three or four fullback in the game. He's got skill, of course. I'm yeah. not doubting, him, but he's not in the Tedesco Trebojevic conversation. He probably just hasn't got the natural either the size or the ab- absolute blinding speed. Right? Mm. Is that what you? Is that what you sort of yeah. saying? Yeah. And I do you see an issue with Parramatta then? having had that conversation, going out and seeing what's out there. No, it, I, it may result in nothing. It may result in no one's out there, no one's going to suit our style. Let's keep going with plan A. I think the – well, Parramatta have got a, a few players who should already be X-Factors. Mitchell Moses, mm. Dylan Brown. I mean, that they, they're on the sort of money now and their standing in the game is that they should be the ones who create and dominate. So, so if you look at the way that the game's played, right mm. – Tom Trebojevic in origin, mm-hmm. playing in the centres or on yep. the wing. He comes on and, and he's one of the best players on the field. Yep. Latrell. Latrell has done the same thing. Manu Joey Manu's done the same yeah. thing. Yeah, thing for I the get Roosters. what you're saying. I still think that Gutherson can be effective but where as a they, centre with a number three or four on his back. Is where do they find that? Well, like, they, but they have to look, don't they? Where, I mean, where do they find it? They're I don't not, know. They're not going to get Manu out of the Roosters. What, what's the harm in asking? I don't understand. Like people get. No, I'm not. I'm oh, not, the Eels, oh, it's ridiculous. I didn't say it was ridiculous. No, I'm, not you, I'm, but no. people are out there saying, what are they doing? They're trying to improve their roster. And if that means aiming for the stars and failing, so what? So well, what? Okay, but just think, you, you like to cast your eye across the market, right? Mm. Where do they get this? Like it's like everyone's searching for this. In the short ex- term, I don't think they get anything worth experimenting with. Right. I don't think they get someone this year. They may get someone like a, a Dane Laurie or a Blake Taff or an Avarillo, like that, that caliber player. And it's not going to – Force Gutherson out of fullback. Good players, though. They're good, all good yeah, players. They're all good yeah. players, but it's not going to force a reshuffle. It, it may give you something off the bench that where you move Gutherson for 20 minutes a game to centre and that – it may give you something like that, but it doesn't give you a permanent solution. Mm. What they need to do is find the next Reese Walsh, and that's not easy. Why no. Why aren't they developing it? Well, they haven't got they haven't got a gun fullback coming. I'll in. tell you where they could get one. Tell me. Rugby Union. Yeah. <laughs> Max Jorgensen. There you there go. There you go. See? you got to think. you got to have these conversations. I don't understand – Clubs getting bagged for trying to actually improve their roster and shoot Don't for the take stars. It personally, Michael, just you've got to relax. I'm fired up. Relax. Next topic. We are no, relax. no next topic. That's it. That's oh. it for the show. <laughs> we the good up. thing Go. is that I was, I was sitting there about thirty minutes in, going, "These two haven't flown at each other much today," but they <laughs> a little inkling towards the end. The there, so he's getting happy. Um, enjoy your weekend, Jamie. Have Can't wait, Danny. You too. Thanks for having me, Adam. No worries. And thanks for listening to Footy Talk again, the Journo's edition. Hey.